wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to recap the 2 to nothing loss for your Kansas City Royals at the hands of Alec Mills and the Chicago Cubs. Alec Mills dominated this Royals lineup, only giving up five hits in total for the team uh, but Alec Mills was incredible in his start against Kansas City and proves the 2-0 and on the season. Seven innings, he gave up three of those five hits. Uh, only walked three batters, struck out four. After the game, Alec Mills said uh, that he wanted to make the Royals pay for giving up on him. Of course, he was involved in a trade about three years ago for Donnie Dewey's, who has since left the Royals organization. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Alec Mills dominated this lineup and... The lineup sucks, so I don't know what else uh, was to be expected from that. Uh, for the pitching side of things, the Royals did pretty well pitching. I mean, Danny Duffy goes out there, gets you through six innings. He did have that fifth inning meltdown where he loads the bases up, but only gives up one run out of that. So uh, it was impressive to get out of that bases low situation with only one run given up. And then Ian Kennedy comes out and... He goes one inning, gives up a home run to Chris Bryant. But other than that, he was clean as well. And then Josh Stomont was incredible out of the bullpen. He gets three straight strikeouts, going like 110 miles an hour. It, it was it was awesome to watch Josh Stomont, and, and that's really the bright spot of this game uh, was the fact that Josh Stomont showed the potential he's been showing since spring training and then in, into summer camp and now into this season. And Stomont really, he's someone that you can look at and – Put him in a lot of different you know, situations. He was an opener in the minor leagues, so if you still want to commit uh, later on to the opener idea, he's someone who's comfortable with that, and he's someone who has that ability to go all out for an inning, uh, pitch 100, 110 miles per hour, uh, and get, get a swing and miss type of guy uh, in that opener role. If you want to save him as a setup man, he can do that as well. And maybe down the road he can be a closer. I wouldn't feel comfortable putting him in a safe situation just yet. Uh, but as a setup man, as an opener, and of course he can he can handle middle relief as well, uh, there's a lot of versatility for a guy like Josh Stomont. So that was encouraging to see him continue to thrive the way he was in spring training, the way he was in summer camp. He's someone that the Royals have looked for uh, for a while to kind of break out uh, and put it all together because he has the tools, he has the stuff to play at this level, and he's finally showing it this year. So he was awesome uh, last night. Duffy was good last night. Again, six innings, three hits. Gave up a, a one run, four walks, six strikeouts. Uh, he could have given up a lot more in that fifth inning. So, so the fact that he was able to battle in that fifth inning was something worth noting. Uh, typically, he's a guy that if he faces adversity, it's all going to fall apart at one time. Uh, the game's going to unravel, and, and you're going to get blown out. 
He did not have that happen to him last night. Credit to Mike Matheny, letting him work through that. Because at this point, again, what does this season really matter? At 3-8 and eight, in a 60-game season, this isn't early. This is not really reactionary. Uh, when you're 3-8, and eight, you know, a quarter of the way through the season, you're done. I mean, the season is over, so why not let Danny Duffy kind of work through his own mistakes and see uh, if he can be a part of the rotation in a couple of years whenever – the team wants to be good again. He's obviously not going to be your number one. As long as Danny Duffy is your number one, you don't have a good ball club. But maybe he can turn into a good number three, maybe even a number four. Uh, I still think he's more fit for the bullpen role. I've talked about that before. Uh, he's more fit in the bullpen, but he does not want to accept that role, uh, I don't think. And, and so they're keeping the rotation, and maybe he can work into your number four uh, pitcher. But Again, I like the move by Matheny to keep him in there uh, because you could have gone to your bullpen in that fifth inning with the bases loaded, uh, but what's really the difference at that point? I mean, if, if Duffy gives up all the runs or your bullpen gives up all the runs, and at the end of the day, they got out of this game only giving up two runs. And with the universal DH now, with how good that Cubs lineup is, to get out of this game with two runs given up, this game cannot fall on your pitching staff. Your pitching staff did enough to win this game, and that's just the bottom line. As much as uh, Danny Duffy catches heat from me and from a lot of people, uh, he did enough to win this game. Ian Kennedy gives up a home run. Still, uh, you know, you would have liked for him to get out of that inning clean, obviously. But again, that was only the second run of the game. You can't win unless you score. And in 2020, with these offenses the way that they are, you're going to need to score way more than two runs to win a ball game on most nights. Your offense isn't good enough. Your offense is one of the worst in the major leagues. They can't walk. They strike out. They hit balls hard but they hit them right at people, which is just tough luck. This is not a good offense. And then, of course, like we mentioned, Josh Stomont was very, very good. Very good uh, yesterday. And then you move on to the lineup. Whitmerfield goes over four. It's going to happen. He's going to have a, a rough night at Spaceball. Uh, Solaire goes one for three with a walk. So Solaire had a good night at the plate. I mean, for him, getting a walk and getting a hit is pretty much the, the capacity you're going to get out of Jorge Soler, so that was a good night. And then O'Hearn sprinkles in a, a hit, so does Perez and Franchi Cordero. Other than that, your lineup was terrible. Mondesi gets a walk and a hit for him. That's a good night. But they just couldn't put it together. They couldn't put it together. They, they left runners in scoring position all night long. They were one for seven with runners in scoring position, left seven on base. Then they had some base running blunders as well. Uh, trying to steal with Mondesi, getting thrown out. Uh, they did end up getting a steal with Frenchy Cordero. But, again, this lineup is just not good enough. It, it, it's really not. And, and maybe when you add uh, Hunter Dozier to this lineup, whenever he can come back in two weeks, uh, it'll be a, a more watchable lineup. Uh, but that's pretty much been the most disappointing thing about this year to me is that lineup because I've been saying since January – this is going to be a competitive lineup. This is going to be someone. This is going to be a lineup that you can really take stock in and enjoy watching. It hasn't been that way this season. It just hasn't. They they have looked the exact same as they always have, uh, at least for the last couple of years here, as they've been losing 100 games. So maybe when Dozier gets back, the lineup can turn around and this team will at least be fun to watch again. Uh, last night was a good ball game. I mean, you couldn't get to that Cubs bullpen the way everyone else has been able to, uh, but. They also made some good pitches. I mean, it wasn't just uh, empty at-bats, I guess you would say. But again, anytime a lineup can't walk and can't get on base and can't move those runners and get them home whenever they're on base, you're not going to be a very good team. This is not a very good team. And it's not early anymore. I understand uh, that your brain is conditioned to think that 
a three and eight record is early. This is a sixty game season. They're for all intents and purposes they're buried right now, and it would take a miracle to to get this. It would take them beating the Twins multiple times, the Reds multiple times. You've put yourself in a position now. It's just like football this season. So you couldn't get that series against the Tigers. You get swept by the White Sox, two teams uh, that, that I think that you, on paper, should have been more competitive against, and, and really against the Tigers, you should have won that series. Uh, you, you can't win those series. You get swept. And now, in order to make up for that, you'd have to beat a better team than you. Uh, and I don't see that happening. I don't see you beating the Twins. I don't see you beating the Reds. I don't see you beating the Cubs. I, I just don't see you being able to overcome the hole you've put yourself into. And that's what I've been saying uh, since the schedule was released a second time. Look, uh, the the opening part of the season will tell the tale. They can talk all they want to about wanting to compete. They can talk all they want to about being improved. They can talk all they want to about making the postseason with the, with the wacky season that this is. But if you get off to a slow start, your schedule will punish you for it. It does not get any easier after this Cubs series. You're going to face the Twins, the Reds, the Twins, the Reds, the Twins. It does not get any easier after this Cubs series. It doesn't get easy until the last month of the season. And even then, you're playing the Indians, you're playing the Cardinals, you're playing teams like that, that on paper you can compete with, unlike the Twins, uh, but you likely will not win, and you'll be buried by that time. So uh, moving on to, for this season is just about how guys look. And yesterday you got a great performance from Josh Stomont. You got a good Danny Duffy performance. Anytime Danny Duffy can go out there and give up one run, even you know no matter how sloppy it looked and how he pretty much unraveled in the fifth inning but got out of it, uh, anytime he can go out there and give up one run, that's going to be a good that's going to be a, a good start for him. And he gets you through six innings, which is something that this team desperately needed because they've been using the bullpen way too much. And really, uh, that's not the fault of the bullpen. That's not the fault of Mathene. They just haven't had the starters to go deep in the game. Uh, and today or yesterday, they got that from Danny Duffy. Uh, but after the break, we're going to preview today's game. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Postmates. I love using Postmates, and I love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they've created non-contact deliveries. So now, whenever I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They have Postmates pickups, which gives me anything I need from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up, guys. It's important to support your neighborhood spots right now. It's important to support your local economy. So order from a local business today on the Postmates app and support your local community. And Postmates does not just deliver burger and sushi. They can make your life easier by picking up everything you need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and stores like that and drop it off right at your door. Just download the Postmates app for iOS or Android, find your favorite places, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credits for your first seven days with the app. To start your free deliveries, download the app, use promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. So if you're still holding out hope that this team can be a competitive one and, and maybe can make some magic happen in a 60-game stretch, uh, this game tonight would be very important because, uh, again, you've put yourself in a position after not cashing in against the Tigers, after not being able to steal a game uh, against the White Sox, after uh, you know looking so bad to start this season, you've put yourself in a position where you need to steal some games here. And this would be a good game to steal uh, because you're going to have Brady Singer on the mound, who I think is your best 
your best starting pitcher right now. Uh, you're going to have your ace on the mound, uh, but the bad news is so are the Cubs. They're going to have Kyle Hendricks on the mound, uh, who had a great start on opening day. He kind of came back down to earth in his second start, but still I think that he's closer to that opening day start than he was his second start, especially uh, when you factor in this Royals lineup. But you're going to have to start stealing some of these games if you want to get back into contention for one of those eight playoff spots. So uh, Brady Singer, We'll have to answer the call and kind of be a stopper for this team on a five-game losing streak. We'll see if he can do it tonight. The lineup, of course, has to be better. You can't get shut out again. You're probably going to need to score about four or five runs if you want to compete with this Cubs lineup and if you want to compete uh, with the Chicago Cubs because uh, Brady Singer, I think, is the best pitcher, but I think it's unrealistic to uh, go into this game thinking he's going to just carve up uh, the likes of Javier Baez, Anthony Rizzo, even Chris Bryant coming back, Ian Happ. I, I think it's very unrealistic to think that he's going to go go over there and shut down Kyle Schwarber uh, and players like that. I think that he's going to give up a couple runs at least, you know, one, two, maybe even three runs, four runs, uh, and your lineup will have to pick him up. And I, I'm not confident the lineup can do that, but maybe uh, today the lineup can pick him up. We'll see who gets the start later on. Uh, I would hope that Nicky Lopez can get back in there, uh, but we'll see how that all transpires. And tomorrow, uh, you're going to get Chris Bubich back. So you're going to have Chris Bubich going tomorrow. Uh, people have, you know, Matheny has said that he thinks that Brad Keller can be ready for Thursday at Coffin Stadium. Uh, so you're starting to round out that rotation again. And you have Junis on Friday. And now you have a, a full rotation of traditional real starters. The only bullpen day you'll have, again, is on Thursday. I don't think Brad Keller will be able to go in his first start more than like four innings. Uh, maybe if he gets his pitch count down, maybe five innings. Uh, but still, you're going to need to use your bullpen a ton on Thursday. So these next two starts here with Singer, with Bubich, you're going to have to hope that these young guys can go and eat a ton of innings. So that way you're prepared for a bullpen day on Thursday. And then we'll see what Junis can give you on Friday. Uh, again, the Junis one and the Keller one are not set in stone. The Bubich one is. But just looking out and mapping out what we've heard from Matheny, it sounds like it's going to be, uh, it sounds like it's going to be, of course, Keller on Thursday and Junis on Friday. So you look at this team, they're they're three and eight, whatever they're at right now, three and seven, whatever they're at right now. The Cubs are minus one and a half in this game. I'll probably take that Cubs line, that Cubs minus one and a half, to to overtake the Royals by more than two runs. Uh, but that's just kind of way that this season has gone. I'd probably also take the over on seven runs scored. Uh, you, you get someone like Brady Singer, who's who's up there as a rookie against a tough Cubs lineup. And then, uh, again, Kyle Hendricks has shown you a miraculous start on opening day, but he also gave up a ton of runs in a second start. He has a four ERA uh, right now and at, at, with, a, with a one and one record. So we'll see uh, what happens today at Wrigley before this series transitions over to Kauffman Stadium on Wednesday. Uh, and, and hopefully the Royals can pull one out today and start to get some momentum back uh, anytime you're on a five-game losing streak, uh, you obviously need a stopper, and maybe Brady Singer can be that stopper. So tomorrow, we'll recap today's game and also preview Wednesday's game, and we'll just keep this train moving throughout this sprint of a season for the Kansas City Royals. Be good, and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Royals.